0: welcome to the Good Robot Andy's season nine. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. I've got him. <laughs> I was losing it before you did anything. Um, hello, <laughs> and hello, and welcome to the Good Robot Andy's season nine, episode fourteen. Uh, my name is Andy Balam and this is Andy Cockerill. Andy Cockerill, the crap, the clown, not the clown. the clown. Yes, is in residence. Um. And the thing that we're going to talk about this evening is...
1: It's a movie,
0: and it's called
1: Licorice Pizza.
0: Licorice Pizza. And I I heard the title of this earlier, Um, and that's all I know about it. So just based on that title, I will give you a plot summary and maybe some sort of cast pointers and a quick review. Um, Licorice Pizza, like, when I first heard it, I thought, this is just another Disney animated thing, but no... What this is... A rollicking Disney adventure. What this is, is a quirky, probably set in the 80s, um, indie comedy about young people coming of age. Well, I mean, that's a pretty good guess for anything that you you want to talk about. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, so it features a main character who's a a young lady who's um, sassy and... Um, for whatever reason she and her friend end up on a mission to do something kind of not like not exactly record breaking but at least newsworthy so they they come up with the idea of a licorice pizza um and it becomes an event and through the whole experience they grow as people uh but it's not uh there's not that much to it you know it's just what it is uh it's stylish it's got that kind of 80s um, or whatever, maybe 90s um, period thing going on. Uh, you know, like the clothes are cool, blah, blah, blah. Um, with a couple of um, up and coming actors who we're definitely going to see more of. Wow. Is that what it is? <laughs> is that, That's is that scarily is? close. <laughs> so this time I thought, I'm not just going to say the first thing that comes into my head. I'm going to say what I actually think it is.
1: That's scarily close. <laughs>
0: Okay, you better put us right before that becomes. Okay. Someone just thinks that we're putting out misinformation. No, we're definitely not. Or do we have any? Do we have any other business to uh, attend to?
1: Do we have any other? Bi- yes, we do. We have some sad any other business, which actually
0: okay. is not new news. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Because we we haven't done one of these for about a month, I think, mm-hmm. maybe three weeks. Uh, but actor Ray Liotta very sadly died.
0: Uh, <clears> right. what's he What's here? A of? few weeks ago.
1: Um, probably his most famous role was in Goodfellas, right, where he played a real life character, um, that I can't remember the name of now, uh, who was a mob informant. Right. Uh, but he started out as a mobster. In right. fact, the right. first line in the movie is, as far back as I can remember, I wanted to be a gangster. Right. So that was Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas, which I think is one of the greatest movies ever made. Certainly it's pretty great, isn't it? Top ten or top five of just a film where everybody is absolutely on the ball all the time. Interestingly,
0: um, yeah. I, I, I remember a lot more about The Godfather. Maybe I've watched that more times. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't really remember much about Goodfellas other than it was very, very intense. It's very intense, yes. So I think Goodfellas is to The Godfather
1: um, in terms of... Here it comes. I suppose time period is slightly different, but also. Good, Goodfellas is The Godfather cranked up to eleven, basically, all the time. <laughs> right, right, right. It's got a standout performance from Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, and a very scary and volatile Joe Pesci
0: character. Yeah. Oh yeah, that rings a bell. So you're um, saying it's better than The Godfather?
1: Um, well, having having recently seen The Godfather, I really did enjoy it and thought it was a mm, a fant- so still a fantastic movie.
0: Yeah.
1: I think it's a different movie. I don't think mm, it's a better mm, film, mm, but okay. it deals with a lot of the same kind of subject matter. But like the, like the thugs and and folk in Goodfellas are just so far below the people in Godfather in terms of mm. what they're getting up to, kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So very sadly, died died in his sleep whilst mm. on location shooting, which is you oh, know wow. not terrible, <laughs> not a terrible died way to sleep.
0: go. Yes. Did they talk about a cause?
1: No, I haven't seen anything about that yet. So hopefully nothing bad. Hopefully it was just natural causes. Hopefully.
0: This is time.
1: Yeah. Uh, So that was sad. That was very sad. Uh, But that's the only bit of any other business that I've got, actually.
0: So we can move on. fortnightly death roster.
1: Death roster. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So licorice pizza. Uh Uh-huh. Is it? You're going to love this. It's a 2021 American <laughs> period coming-of-age comedy drama film
0: <laughs> with young people in, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, because it's coming yeah. of age. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm d- so spot on.
1: Yeah. Directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Now, that, I was thinking actually yesterday that that's a director that we should do a a single episode on all of his movies because right. I all feel like we've done so good. We haven't done any, any of his stuff before. We we have discussed his movies. I think maybe okay, a couple okay. of them. <clears throat> but we haven't done any of his stuff before. Don't really know why. Um, but this one stars Alana Haim, who is from the uh, pop group trio Haim, who are uh, all sisters. They're, I think they're very good. Okay. Uh, they're from California. And it that also isn't stars... That not
0: that, that people that you sent me a video of where they were being acting weird and wearing dresses?
1: Maybe. Oh, no, that was um, Wet Leg.
0: Wet Leg, yeah. And they're from
1: the Isle of Wight. Okay. <laughs> Isn't mean, similar to no. Yeah. Um No. Uh, yes. It also stars uh, Cooper Hoffman, who was okay. the son of Philip Seymour Hoffman.
0: Okay, okay. Who sadly
1: died quite a long time ago now, actually. Thinking between eight and ten years ago, I think.
0: I always think of the... Serial Killer. Was it a serial killer that he played? No,
1: it was um he was in a he played um Trim and Capote. Is that the yeah. thing you're thinking of? I think so. Where he was writing a book yeah. about a horrible murder that happened called A book the book's called In Cold Blood.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. He was so very is good in that. Capote's the author. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It's like Frankenstein's um, Monster, isn't it?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so he's documenting the. No, it is kind of. He's documenting. (laughs) I think it's probably like the first um, true crime book, you know, all about the events that happened and about the people who were involved in it. Um, So Cooper Hoffman is his son, and he makes his film debut here, which is quite nice because. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman did a lot of movies with Paul Thomas Anderson, so okay, okay, I can see that there's a way in there. There's, it's, okay. there's some nice symmetry going on. I think. So is
0: it his film acting debut, or is it like his debut anything to do with film?
1: I don't know, but it's certainly film debut. Yes, mm-hmm. it's both mm-hmm. of their debuts. So, so right. she's never, she's never been in a feature film before, and nor right. is he, but. Uh, So they're alongside an ensemble supporting cast, which includes Sean Penn, Tom Waits, Bradley Cooper, and Benny Safdie, who is uh, one of the Safdie brothers who are also
0: film directors.
1: Um, It's set in 1973, so a full decade before you thought it might be. Right, I
0: thought it would be 80s. I actually settled on it thinking it was going to be 90s. Right, yeah. yeah.
1: And okay. follows the development of a young couple's relationship. So, yeah, you you were right on many counts
0: here. Yeah. Yeah, I thought there'd be two of them. I didn't know if there'd be a couple.
1: Right, yeah. Uh, it was released last November, November 2021. hmm Had a wider release in December. Received acclaim <clears throat> across the board. Received three nominations at the Academy Awards for Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Original Screenplay.
0: Well, people really thought it was good.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um but didn't win any of those. Mm-hmm. Uh but did win at the Baftas where it won best original screenplay. But nobody cares about them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: he said in a very Uh so um music by Johnny Greenwood who's from Radiohead. All
0: right. All right, all right. Who's
1: uh done I think he's scored everything that Paul Thomas Anderson has done since There Will Be Blood which I th- which was around about 2006 2007 right. so he's been a long time collaborator since then right uh, they're such they're such a talented bunch they're ridiculously talented aren't they yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah his score for, for There Will Be Blood is fantastic it's really really great in fact the movie There Will Be Blood is really really great
0: I, I'm pretty sure I watched it, and I did not get what was good about it.
1: Oh, okay.
0: You probably need to explain it to me. Not now. No, <laughs> probably not now.
1: No. Um. So, okay, let's move on. Let's talk about the movie. Uh-huh. So it's set in San Fernando Valley in uh, Los Angeles area. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And 15-year-old actor Gary Valentine, who is played by Cooper Hoffman, is preparing for his high school picture day. So, you know, you have your picture taken. Mm -hmm. Um, He notices 25-year-old Alana Kane, played by Alana Haim. Uh,
0: 25-year-old? Yes. So there
1: is a a big age difference here.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, A photographer's assistant and strikes up a flirtatious conversation with her. Um, he's incredibly confident, Cooper Hoffman. And okay. in this role you can just see like I know exactly what I'm doing and <laughs> I'm very good at this. Mm-hmm. But he kind of channels something? he he kind of channels the sort of um very uh um super confident, very precocious young actor, you know, mm-hmm. playing the role of that but he is actually that person as well, you know, you can see that. So, so, okay. So, this. is
0: this is this based on you having seen him talking elsewhere, or just that you can kind of sense his confidence? No, you can
1: just see it. You, you can Maybe see. Maybe he's it, just a really yeah. good actor. Maybe he is.
0: Yeah. Like, Brad yeah. Pitt seems to be really good at acting. Someone who's really quite intelligent.
1: Yes, but is he <laughs> in real life? Who knows? <laughs> I
0: hope he's not yeah. listening. <laughs> we. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of yours, Brad, and I'm very glad you're listening. Very glad, yeah. Um, That's not that sounded sarcastic. I like. I'm a huge fan of Brad Pitt.
1: I'm a huge fan of Brad Pitt in *Thelma and Louise*. His debut. Right. I think he's right. fantastic in that role.
0: I think he's he's brilliant in a lot of things. Yeah. Controversially, I think he's brilliant in um, the sequel to *Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels*. Oh, *Snatch*. Yeah. I
1: have not seen *Snatch*. I think I need to oh. watch it because everybody yeah, it's says it's really good.
0: No, They don't. Everyone says it's rubbish, do not they? No. I've never heard anyone say it's rubbish. Oh, I really like it. Um, but I thought I was being alternative by thinking that.
1: However, I think most of what most of everything else that Guy Ritchie has done is basically a rolling bin fire.
0: Right. Well, I liked Lockstock, so, you know, I if didn't you like didn't lock stock. if you didn't like Lockstock, you probably won't like Snatch. I would say Snatch is just kind of even more. Oh. And lock stock. Geezer.
1: Even more of a Geezer picture than that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I can
1: definitely leave that it. where it is. But I probably will watch it because everybody says that Brad Pitt's really good in it. So, oh,
0: Yeah, I, if you're a fan of Brad Pitt, it's it's some real vintage Brad Pitt.
1: Yeah, I think he's great. Yeah. However, back, anyway, to, sorry. back to this movie. Um, <laughs> so she rebuffs his advances, but is quite intrigued by him. Right. Uh, and meets him for dinner, and they begin a friendship. Um, right. He then attends auditions and prepares for a press tour attached to a film starring Lucy Doolittle, who's an older actress. Mm-hmm. And when Gary's mother, Anita, cannot take him to perform on the tour in New York, Alana chaperones him instead. But mm-hmm. nothing weird happens. She just goes along for the ride kind of thing. Right. Uh, and on the plane, Alana meets Lance, one of Gary's co-stars, and they begin dating, but break up often after an awkward dinner with Alana's family. And that's a funny scene actually because watching the movie and then you get to the very end and it tells you who all the people are and all of her her two sisters in the film are played by her real sisters so the whole right. band is there on the <laughs> screen and her mum and dad are played by her real mum and dad.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: It's really cool. So they have this very easy yeah. um, family dynamic going on and this kid Lance comes in And dad basically gives him a hard time about thinking that he hates Jewish people (laughs) and chucks him out. So it's quite a (laughs) funny scene (laughs) and Alana's just utterly mortified by the whole thing. Um, very, very funny scene. Um, I'll just talk about the way that Paul Thomas Anderson uh, orchestrates his scenes. So he very often uses a locked down camera or a camera that's moving very little on the Mm -hmm. action. So not not much steady cam. He doesn't really do mm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um and he 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 very much enjoys naturalistic dialogue. So mm-hmm. he's happy for people to talk over each other.
0: Oh, I really like that.
1: And digress a little bit as they're talking and for that to play out you know the camera doesn't cut away very often so it kind of mm-hmm. it plays out like that which I think it's definitely one of his signature things. Well, you know I you can spot that. Of- um what do you that call kind it? of
0: uh, I'm a big fan of realism generally.
1: Yeah yeah. it's realism but it's slightly heightened mm-hmm. uh, So I think in the next pod when we I think we should talk about his back catalog because it's definitely mm-hmm, worth mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. we'll talk about um, the way that he has a sort of heightened realism mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in some of his mm-hmm. films. So although we mm-hmm. although we do have those things that I just talked about, it seems slightly off kilter and slightly right. strange. Mm-hmm. But still familiar at the same time. Um, however, Gary starts a successful waterbed company because he's a bit <laughs> of an entrepreneur as well. Is he's Gary very, the main character? Yeah, he's very right, confident, right. Gary. Right, right. Um, he employs Alana as an assistant to help mm-hmm. out with things. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it all goes it all goes wrong. The, the company goes under. Because the oil crisis happens in 1973. Oh, look. Right. That's coming back to bite us, isn't it? Um, it's it's going to be the 1970s all over again. <laughs> exactly, yes, but without the fun.
0: Energy um, crisis. Yep. And uh, three-day week.
1: We just need a uh, a drought next. And then... A new Star Wars
0: movie. The government will collapse... Yeah. Something.
1: yeah, something will happen. Um and we
0: get 18 years of the other lot. The
1: other lot, yes. So, yeah, the oil crisis sweeps the country, and that means that people aren't making water beds anymore because they're made of rubber and plastic. Right. Um, however, they make one final delivery to John Peter's house. John Peter's is still alive. He uh, was a movie producer back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got quite a long list of movies to his name. And he had a bit of a reputation at the time.
0: So hold on, hold on. They, yes. So this is a fictional account, but they're going to the house of a real person. Is that right?
1: Well, it's not his real house, but they're basing... Yeah. You know, he he says, that's my name, and I'm married to Barbara Streisand. Right. So there's a funny sequence in the film where he he's clearly off his head on something. Mm-hmm. And he accosts them and says, do, do, you, know my, do you know my wife's name? And they're like, yeah, Barbara Streisand. No, no, Streisand. Streisand. Say it again. Say it again. Streisand. Like that. Which I found to be amusing in a could have would it it were so simple kind of way? Like uh, Hail Caesar. Yeah, Um, we started
0: watching that the other day. Realised we'd already seen it. Realised we didn't really like it the first time we watched it. Stopped (laughs) watching it. It's not vintage Coen Brothers. It's, no. No. No, it's not. I mean, yeah, Top Coen Brothers is top.
1: Yeah, it's Big Lebowski. It's, yeah. it's Fargo. is
0: oh, Barton Fink. So. Barton Fink is a traumatic experience. Is
1: the one with Nicolas Cage. What's that one called? Raising Arizona. That's fantastic.
0: Right. Yeah. Fargo, I mean, oh, Fargo's amazing. amazing. It's just so
1: funny and so bleak yeah. and dark at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but I think... I think my favourite of recent Coen brothers is True Grit.
0: Right, which I haven't seen.
1: Which is fantastic.
0: Yeah, people like that. I'm not sure whether I would. but It's very strong.
1: Yeah, very very strong. Anyway, um, so he... he, Peters leaves to see a film. Mm -hmm. But before he leaves, he threatens them and said he's going to murder Gary's brother. I don't actually think he's going to do that. He's just threatening them. Mm-hmm. If they damage the house, which actually mm-hmm. belongs to his to his girlfriend, Barbara Streisand. Streisand, right. Um, after setting up the waterbed, Gary says, he said that he didn't want us to damage the house, right? And Alana says, yeah, that's right. And he, and he just pulls the hose out and <laughs> leaves it running. And then they run out of the house. Because basically, they, they portray John Peters as a bit of a jerk.
0: Okay, so this is like, just he deserves it.
1: Yeah. Um, however, uh, as they're leaving in their truck, um, they come across John Peters, whose car has run out of petrol. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they have to give him a ride to the (laughs) petrol station right? (laughs) where he basically jumps the queue to get petrol by threatening everybody and then gets back in the truck and they have to get him home and they run Mm -hmm. out of fuel as well. And they have to coast it back to his house in this massive truck
0: (laughs) this is like incredibly contrived
1: yeah no it is incredibly contrived but it's very funny Uh it's very very funny Uh, and they then very quickly get the hell out of there because they they Uh don't want him to find out that they damaged his house on purpose Um, and Gary is incredibly impressed by Alana is driving this truck Uh coasting the truck along the road with no power uh-huh. He's just incredibly uh, impressed by this,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> he likes the way she drives the truck.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, however, uh, Alano is kind of getting tired of the hijinks and the uh-huh. everything being a bit turned up to eleven all the time. Uh-huh. And she approaches um, city councilman Joel Wax, uh, who is a real person. Who was running mm. for mayor in 1973? Mm-hmm. Um, to go and work in his office to do campaigning work for him, right? And Gary kind of uh, he joins her for a while, but then he hears that um, pinball will soon be legalised in was South that legal? Yeah, 19- I don't know. I never understood that it was ever illegal anywhere. Wow! But apparently it was. <laughs>
0: Or was it some way in some way related to gambling?
1: Yeah, maybe. Because you have to put okay. money in the thing, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's I mean, weird, isn't it? You get it?
0: free plays if you win, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe you got money if you won, maybe that was a thing.
1: Um so he decides to open an arcade. Right? Presumably with the proceeds from his waterbed business.
0: Yeah. Um he tries to re-
1: recruit Alana, but she's just fed up with it all and says no. Mm. Mhm. Um however, she she uh discovers that the the possible mayor is um closeted gay man and mm-hmm. he's absolutely terrified about being found out mhm uh because she sees him having an <clears throat> she sees him up close and personal having an argument with his boyfriend mhm um
0: who is just Did really She see un- a financial opportunity in this situation
1: No no she just doesn't want to be involved in any of this stuff basically Okay. It's all just too shady. She doesn't want to okay. be seen as like um, canon. Well, not canon but like a, a human shield, basically for the press. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to get involved in any of that stuff. Um, she goes along to see Gary at the arcade, realizing that she's probably made a mistake getting involved with the congressman, the the mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's left to look for her at, at the mayor's office. <laughs> right. But they eventually reunite. Sounds like an episode of Only Fools and Horses. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Yeah, um, they reunite, they have a bit of a kiss, and then the film ends. Right. Yeah. Um, it's quite a long movie. I'm just going to see yeah, 134 minutes.
0: So they kind of realise that they love each other.
1: Yes, I think they they have certainly have a great deal of respect for each other. Hmm. Um. I think that she kind of tempers his worst instincts, and he brings out something in her in in terms of like wanting to be entrepreneurial and you know see an opportunity to do stuff because he's incredibly confident. So, um, what
0: type of film is this?
1: It is a it's definitely a period piece. It's a bit of a knockabout comedy, right? As well, it's yeah. You know, Paul Thomas Anderson definitely has a reputation for making pretty serious films about Mm -hmm. pretty serious subject matter. So There Will Be Blood is an example of one. The Master with Philip Seymour Hoffman and Joaquin Phoenix is another. Uh, I think Boogie Nights is closer in tone to this film, if you've seen Mm -hmm. Boogie Nights. Don't think so. Very good. Another very good. Mm -hmm. That's another movie set Mm -hmm. in the 1970s in Los Angeles. Um. So, yeah, light. It's light and okay. frothy. All the performances are absolutely pin-sharp. Mm-hmm. And as I said about the way that it, he likes to shoot stuff, is that the dialogue is almost like, if you imagined... Um, I'm trying to think of a of a movie from the nineteen fifties or sixties where the dialogue is like a tommy gun, you know, ra ta 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 ta, you know, it's fast, mm-hmm. it's very well rehearsed and very mm-hmm. well delivered. It's like that kind of thing. It it mm-hmm. all seems very natural, but at the same time everyone seems incredibly charismatic and
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh unlikable. Right. Even John Peters, who is a jerk,
0: mm-hmm. is
1: kind of likable. <laughs> although you wouldn't want to spend any time with him.
0: Okay, so here's here's the question. Yes. Um, if it's a coming of age movie, what what is the main character going through? Where, you know how does he change? What does he learn? What's he learning about? He's learning about how
1: you can get by you know sort of moving from one thing to another. Um, and he's definitely learning from Alana about life. And about how adults behave mm-hmm. in an adult kind of way. Um, certainly, he doesn't really learn that from his mum, who is right. who is also his agent. Right? Um, <clears throat> she doesn't really have much mothering to do for him. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think maybe he's seeking out a, a mother figure as well. Mm. Yeah, someone to help him through life, basically. So that, yeah, that that's what he's looking for. A right. bit of stability, maybe. Or maybe a bit right. of mad. <laughs> maybe mm. a bit of both.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: And she, well, it sounds I think she go is b- bored in her job as an assistant to a photographer and wants to go and do something a bit crazy, <laughs> frankly.
0: Mm-hmm. He provides the opportunity.
1: Yes, he does, yeah.
0: yeah. So she's learning about youth and he's learning about adulthood.
1: Yeah, well, maybe she's reliving a youth that she never had. Yeah, and he's learning about yeah he's very quickly learning about adulthood. Yeah, they they definitely sound likable, very likable. And as you were saying at the, at, in in your synopsis at the top of the <laughs> pod, they are two actors. Certainly, he has a future if he chooses to carry on with it. Mm-hmm. She's already got a career as a, you know as a pop singer mm-hmm. in a band. When it, you know she does many things other than sing, but. She already has a career as that, but if she ever chose to do this as well, I think she'd do very well at it. Right. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, um, I'd I'd liken it to Lady Gaga in Mm -hmm. A Star is Born, in terms Mm -hmm. of like, wow, I didn't know that Lady Gaga could actually deliver a performance that's that good.
0: It's Lady Gaga.
1: Sorry, Lady Gaga, yeah. Is
0: Lady that right? Gaga. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. <laughs> 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 what did to was? It simple.
1: What did it was? Yeah. <laughs> uh, because Lady Gaga is terrific in A Star Is Born. Right. And is That's also it. terrific in in a very dull movie called House of Gucci.
0: Oh, yeah. I haven't watched that, obviously. But She's kind of very good that. in that as well.
1: Very, very yeah. strong. Perform- I mean, everybody's strong in that except for Jared Leto. All right.
0: Yeah, who is is that unusual for Jared Leto? I, I don't know if i not these days.
1: Him. I think that these days he's putting in stinky performance after stinky performance.
0: Basically, what's he doing that for?
1: Don't know. Maybe he hates everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm just going to make you suffer. So um, in in house, but house ja- of but Jared. Kupi, I
0: know you. I know you're listening. Um, yes, we love you. Like we we want you to do better. That's why we're. Really
1: yeah we do Yeah, Yeah. in in House of Gucci everybody else is doing quite contained restrained performances and Mm -hmm. Jared Leto comes in and he's like hey I'm an Italian hey you want us some pizza I got us some pasta sauce it's that kind of performance right and you think have you wandered in from another film to this film and think that you're a bit confused maybe because his performance obnoxious. is just so completely out of whack with everything else is going on in it. It's, um, but it's a very yeah. dull film anyway. But weirdly, whenever he's on screen, he livens it up. <laughs> 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 so maybe that's why he's there. Hmm. Who knows? Um, let's just talk critical response to...
0: So can you also tell me why pizza. why you wanted to talk about it?
1: It really... I really enjoyed it.
0: Mm-hmm. and it, mm-hmm.
1: I, I think it's one of these films where i think we talk we have talked about this before that these kind of mid-budget movies just don't do that well really mm-hmm. um, in a sea of franchise pictures that get released pretty much every week mm-hmm. a movie like this can sink at
0: the box office pretty quickly and you, you liked it because you just liked being in the company of these people
1: i like yeah i like the energy of it I did mm-hmm. like I did like being in the company of those people. Yeah, it made me feel like all coming of age movies. It made me feel young, which is right, always a okay. good thing.
0: That would be that's what's going on here.
1: Yeah, because um, <laughs> that that's how I feel about them. That's why I enjoy them. Even the sad yeah. ones like Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Yeah, which we talked about that a few years ago. Even yes. sad ones like that, they still make you feel like you're young again. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, so yeah, really enjoy being in their company. Really enjoy the energy of it, and the filmmaking is top notch, uh-huh. technically perfect. You know, it's flawless. So I enjoy all that stuff. I I uh-huh. also enjoy a period movie where I, you know, because I enjoy the the entertainment business. There's a lot of stuff because it's set in Los Angeles. There's a lot lot of uh-huh. stuff about the movie business, okay, which I enjoy as well. Okay, so. Okay. Um. Oh, it was shot on 35mm, okay. which these days is unusual.
0: Yeah. There's only to a, a few people that to do still that. do that.
1: Spielberg still shoots on 35 because he loves the look and feel of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, but he's he's earned the right to shoot on whatever he wants, right?
1: Yeah, for as long as he wants to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, but most people shoot digitally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In fact, maybe... We'll call him PTA instead of Paul Thomas Anderson. Maybe mm-hmm. PTA also
0: normally shoots digitally. I don't know. So when you do f- film on on real film, yes. do you then immediately digitise it to edit it and stuff? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. But then it gets printed back to film. So it doesn't inconvenience anyone too much? No. No. So what what you're capturing, though, is the grain and yeah. you know, the feel of it is just totally different to digital. Uh to the point where you know, I think we talked was the last pod where we talked about The Walking Dead? Yes. Yeah. So they switched to digital for the series eleven. Right. But then they had to in post production make it look like Super yeah.
0: sixteen. <laughs> well, have film. you seen um Um Oh, what's the the zombie one where they have to get into an LA not LA, um Vegas. Vegas, Army Casino. of the Dead, Army of the Dead. Yeah, um, not, I'm not, I didn't think it was very good, but the um,
1: but some good, some interesting ideas and some good performances.
0: The visual, the visual look of it is really nice, and I'm pretty sure that was shot on digital and then Yes, they they did. They made it look. Have we talked about this on the? Pod? Yes, we
1: have. We talked about Army yeah. of the Dead. Yeah, we both okay, enjoyed. I'm just uh, back to you. We both enjoyed Dave Bautista in Army of the Dead. Yeah, yeah he was he terrific. Says, yeah. yeah. Um, yes. There's, yeah, there's, I
0: mean, a, there's a prequel to that. Yes, there is. Just to go off, which I yeah. haven't seen. It, but it's about the the Safecracker. Have you That's seen right. it? That's right. No, I haven't, but I've heard about it, yeah. It's about the Safecracker, and I presume it's before the zombies came. Yes, I think it is, yeah. I don't really see so, what the like, point of it is. What's going on there? <laughs> don't but, know. I mean, maybe it's good. It looked all right, actually, when I saw the trailer. So,
1: so I anyway. think, just briefly on the look and feel of army of the dead mm-hmm, so zach mm-hmm. snyder is definitely a visual director mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. likes shooting stuff that looks great he does a lot of mm-hmm. slow-mo mm-hmm. which i like yeah. yeah
0: there's nothing wrong with the look of the film it just it was a bit content free it was
1: a bit content free yeah um also licorice pizza has a great soundtrack
0: right of, That's also That was also part of my synopsis.
1: So, so Johnny Greenwood's actual music, but there's also a lot of pop music mm-hmm. and rock mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. in it as well, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to say, yeah, Critical Response has 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. And it says it finds PTA shifting into surprisingly comfortable gear and getting potentially star-making performances out of his fresh-faced leads. So I think the comfortable right. gear is a, is a reference to the fact that his films are frequently uncomfortable. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> so uh, his previous one, Phantom Thread, which was uh, Daniel Day-Lewis playing a, a clothes designer, famous right. clothes designer, I obsessive. Think I've heard of oh. that even. Okay, so it came out two or three years ago, maybe four years okay. ago. Um, <clears throat> that's terrific. And then the master, which is a story of obsession. It's mm-hmm. about a fi- um a fictional person who is based on L. Ron Hubbard.
0: Okay. Yeah, played okay. by
1: Philip Seymour Hoffman.
0: Okay, <laughs> that's a good choice.
1: Yeah, it is a good choice. Yeah, but obviously they never name him as such because they'd get sued mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. for forever. Um. So yeah, very comfortable. So it's not an awkward movie this. It doesn't have jagged edges to
0: it. Right. Yeah. Is that a bit dissatisfying though? Like
1: No, it's what I wanted.
0: From this movie. You want a bit of edge? You just wanted pure nostalgia.
1: Well I've had I've had Paul Thomas and some movies where he where he's been edgy and he's really Uh pushed buttons, and this isn't one of them.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'd be
1: happy if he did that again, that pushing buttons and being angular.
0: Right. Pushing buttons whilst being angular. Yes,
1: indeed. Yes. So, there we go. Licorice <laughs> pizza.
0: Licorice pizza. And if
1: you want to know what a licorice pizza is, it's a record. Okay. It's just it's saying, just... it's like a, a slang name for a, an LP. Okay, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, why is it named after an LP? No,
1: it's just like, you know, you've got your black vinyl no no, so like no why is the
0: film named after an LP
1: it's named after <laughs> this sounds like a spinal tap conversation yeah but why is the film <laughs> no, named after an LP
0: goes up to 11
1: all the way up all the way up all the way up licorice pizza is slang for just our yeah. record yeah. I got that part. yeah okay but why I don't understand the film, your question
0: why is the film named after the slang for oh, a I record I don't know right that's <laughs> a know. simple
1: question yeah I don't know
0: Cool. All right. Okay, so I was wrong to think that licorice pizza was um, the An actual pizza. main character's way of getting noticed.
1: I mean, I would not buy a licorice
0: pizza. I would not buy a licorice pizza, but there are a lot of people in the world.
1: Who might. Like one of our former workmates who brought salt licorice from
0: Sweden. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> licorice is bad.
1: There's no accounting for taste.
0: Yeah, but, I mean they also eat partially rotten fish. That's, that's true.
1: Yeah, that's true. And meatballs. I like meatballs. <clears throat> yeah. Me so that's that's the movie done. Do you have any anything else? <laughs> I don't have any plugging to do. By the way, uh, I don't think I have any plugging.
0: Well, I, I can semi-reveal the project I've been working on, which I've probably talked about before. Is this your Santa, the Secret Santa? Secret Santa. Center, secret center. So it's coming up to six months into the year. And I started on a Secret Santa website and on about the 1st of January. And how's it basis, going? On the basis that I would just get it done quick and then I could get back on with the things I'm really doing. Um, but it's it going fine. You know, I haven't haven't hit any problems. It's just everything takes longer than you think it's going to. Yeah. Um, but I have... Uh, did I tell you about my deviation into graph theory? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have yes. I've completed my deviation into graph theory and I've submitted that code to get included in the graph uh, package, which is called petgraph. Ah. Uh, and I'm chatting with the the maintainers of petgraph at the moment because something's wrong about it I need to fix, but um, they're going to review it. That's cool. But anyway, so that, that means I'm back on to writing the, the website. Um, and I, I'm confident that before the time when you need a Secret Santa website, which I guess is November-ish, um, I should have something working. I don't know how polished it will be. Probably not very polished at all. I've been... Did I tell you about it? I've been re- designing it to work perfectly if you have JavaScript turned off in your browser.
1: No, you didn't say that, no.
0: Yeah, so... It's going to have a bit of JavaScript. So if you turn JavaScript on, it's going to be slightly more pleasant to use. But if you have JavaScript turned off, it should work perfectly fine. Oh, nice. Um, So if you're a privacy nut, you can still use it.
1: Cool. Good for the privacy nuts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's good for the Mastodon crowd. My, (laughs) My people on Mastodon, a decent proportion of them spend most of their time on Mastodon just ranting about why websites have javascript
1: (laughs) my word okay (laughs) is there a lot of that going on
0: they're my people (laughs) yeah all right so yeah that's that's coming it's called santa circles
1: santa circles yes what does he circle
0: (laughs) the wagons no it's santa comma circles
1: ah santa circles right
0: okay yeah, so it's not really ready to test out. Right. When it when it's ready to test out, then um I might ask people to test it out. Cool. Okay. Excellent. That's all my plugging. I don't anything
1: anything remember. Oh oh actually, yes. Yes, yes, let's yes, talk about T V, yeah. Um so I finished since the last time we spoke, Dexter Colon, New Blood.
0: Oh wow, I didn't know. Which such is a, a follow up
1: to the the main series that finished in 2013.
0: Yeah.
1: And the final Which season I watch, of, um,
0: Did you watch any I of it? I, I think I watched three or four seasons of Dexter. I watched it all with, a great, with great pleasure, but also quite a significant sense of complicity yes. and, and guilt about yes. enjoying it.
1: Yes, I think that's how you're supposed to feel.
0: Yeah, that's what you're supposed yeah. to feel, but that doesn't mean that it's comfortable. Okay?
1: No, no, definitely not. So the main series finished in 2013. The final season was widely regarded as not great. Right. <clears throat> and it ended with him... Actually, this is a massive spoiler. Can I do a spoiler?
0: Um, Listener, if you don't want Dexter spoilers... Actually, should... no, no,
1: I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not okay, spoil yeah, it's probably good, because I might watch it one day. So it ended with him stopping what he was doing. Uh-huh. And doing something else, somewhere else in the United States. Let's just say that. I won't actually spoil anything <laughs> else about it. Uh, but this okay. film, this, this show, uh, was kind of a response to, to the fact that that final season was not well-liked and right. didn't really finish things off very satisfyingly. Right. Um, and there was a lot of talk about, are they going to try and finish things in a satisfying way? Mm-hmm. And this came out last year. <clears throat> and um
0: is it the same character and the same actor
1: same character same actor different location right. right uh and but instead of his father giving him advice, his imaginary stepfather, no foster father mm-hmm um he adopted father sorry mm-hmm. uh, his sister his adopted sister is now giving him advice okay um and after a slow start, I say like the first three episodes, it feels like it's not really going anywhere. It suddenly kicks off, and I just couldn't stop watching. Wow! Until the end, and really, really enjoyed what it what they did with it. Oh, wow,
0: yeah. that's good. So yeah, very good. Is it? Is it just a single season?
1: Yeah, it's a one-off. Right. Yeah, they won't do any more.
0: But it, but no, it does just because they they wanted to finish it properly.
1: And they and they do that. Yeah, it's it's very well very well. Very well done. Right. Yeah. What else? What else have I watched
0: recently? I know I mentioned it last time, but we've been watching a lot of working mums.
1: Oh, how far you must have got through quite a few of those because they're so we're, quite. We're short. near the end
0: of the second season.
1: Right. Okay.
0: And uh, yeah, really, really enjoying it. It's very sassy. It's sassy and, and quite broad at times, which I really enjoy. Right, and yeah. the characters. It refuses to stereotype the characters. Even the incidental characters suddenly become three dimensional, um, and it's it's always it's obviously trying to be surprising, and it, it is often surprising.
1: It's very well written and well um, performed. And,
0: yeah, I just really care about the characters, and I laugh out loud multiple times per short episode.
1: Yeah, it is very funny. Yeah, highly recommended that. It's one of those things where you look at the title and you think, oh, I don't really think that's for me. No,
0: absolutely. <clears throat> but actually, I, very it's fantastic. Didn't try it. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I almost laugh as much as I do in Brooklyn 9 9, which is. that That's amazing.
1: Have you been watching the later, the last series on E4?
0: No, is it on? I didn't know it was on. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it'll all be on all four right now, I guess.
0: Right. Oh, we might need to get on that. Yeah, yeah, we've been waiting for that to come. I've Final been really series. excited about it because they rewrote it all after Black Lives Matter. I so, want to see what they've done. with That's right.
1: It. Yeah, they tore it all down and started again. Uh, I finished a show called Raised by Wolves.
0: Ah, yeah, um, Catelyn Moran. No. no, it's the other one. No, the it's other, the other one. Raised by Wolves. Yeah, the Sci-Fi right, no, one. No, I don't know. Finish yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, You've mentioned it. Right? Which is
1: actually, I found out this week, has been cancelled. So okay, that may be it for that. I Which hate it when things get
0: cancelled, they're good.
1: Pretty nuts, actually. Enjoyable, right. but crazy, right? I um, haven't. Yeah, waiting for the Fear of the Walking Dead, not Fear of the Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead, to be available to watch because the final, the latest season has now finished. Okay. So it should be available for me to watch soon. I think.
0: I think I'm a couple of seasons behind on Fear. Fear.
1: Right. Um, Looking forward
0: to the Walking Dead movies.
1: Yes, and also the Tales of the Walking Dead, which is the anthology series.
0: Yeah, I'm not so sure. I mean, I will obviously watch it, but I'll watch it. Skeptical, anything. yeah. Um,
1: I'm trying to think, what else? Are we we started on Russian Doll,
0: right? Very good, right? Yeah. Are yeah, you okay with it? Yep. Yeah. Very no, good. Really, really, really likes it.
1: Yeah. Still, load still. Loads of energy and good, great performances and... Yeah. Very, very, very good.
0: Different. Yeah, definitely. And But still good.
1: We finished a show this, on this Channel...
0: Listen, this is... Season 2 is what we're talking about. Yes, on. season 2, yeah.
1: Finished a show on Channel 4 called uh, Chivalry, which okay. we really enjoyed. Okay. And we're about halfway through the second season of an anthology show on the BBC called Love Life. Okay. Which is very good as well. Yeah. And they're both like half-hour shows, so you can kind of dip into those quite easily.
0: We were browsing through iPlayer, BBC, and we stumbled across Nighty Night.
1: Oh, Nighty Night is amazing.
0: And I wa- we watched an episode, and I, w- I thought it was just about good enough to keep watching, and I think the wife thought it wasn't quite good enough to keep watching.
1: No, it's, it's very good, Nighty Night.
0: Yeah, Persevere seems, with it. It's like.
1: it's quite strange, right? But it is good. Yeah. Julia. What's her name? Davis, I think. Angus Deaton's in that. Weirdly, yes.
0: <laughs> and and that bloke out of uh, um, comedy stuff.
1: That doesn't narrow it down very much. Is is it Rob? Her Brydon?
0: husband. No. Nice guess from that description though. <laughs> <laughs> that bloke
1: out of comedy stuff. Shall I look it up? Man looks uh, something up on the internet.
0: It's her husband who's been diagnosed with cancer. I can't remember
1: who the casting who the cast is of it, so Nighty Night.
0: Tibba tappa,
1: tippa tappa. tippa tappa. Oh Kevin Eldon. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, the actor Kevin Eldon from The actor, Kevin Eldon. From Lee Herring, who did loads of stuff with yeah. Lee Herring.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Mark Gatiss is in it as well. And Ruth Jones. Rebecca Front. Yeah, it's got loads of really great people in it.
0: Where is it from? It feels really old, but then it can't be that old if it's got Kevin uh, Elton in it.
1: 2004 to 2005.
0: Right, I guess that is a long time ago. It was on BBC Three. still not 3. what I think of as old.
1: No, but it is quite a long time ago.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> right, right, right. Yeah, it feels much older than that to me. It feels almost like it could be seventies. Right. Like the stereotypes and things in it. Feel old fashioned.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Julia Davis. Yes. Right, I don't have anything else.
0: Right. That's it. I think we've wound down. I think like we a, have a bit, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. a battery powered toy. Beur, 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 beur. So I think it's time for us to um, stop banging our little drums. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. And say goodnight. Uh, night, listener, and uh, thanks for listening. It's Goodbye, lovely everybody. to have you aboard. Um, we think you're fantastic.
1: We do, including Brad Pitt and Jared Leto. We love you.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah hello to Brad Pitt and Jared Leto. Yes.
1: And Jared Leto says, Hey! <laughs>
0: I listen every week. I'm here listening. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's good to finish on an app like that. Yeah, definitely. Bye. See you next time. See
1: you next time. Bye.